guys, I'm Ash. And I'm Pete. We're two friends with a combo of seven kids ranging from toddlers to 20s and two crazy husbands. Our paths were not easy. With childhood battle wounds, divorce, second marriages and all, we somehow found each other. And together we talk real life, laugh, cry, and figure out how to survive the day. Music is by Dustful Champion. To hear Dustful Champion's newest hits, search Dustful Champion on Spotify. Hey guys, it's Ash and Pete. Hey. And we are so excited for you guys to be back with us. We hope you were able to listen to our last two episodes about military spouses. Yeah, those were really good. They were, I think, super important topic um, and just really good to hear firsthand what they go through. You know, I know Mm -hmm. it was just a little piece of it. Right. You know, obviously they did years of it. Right. um, But I felt, I feel, I felt, (laughs) I, I feel like it's, really important for people to recognize. I agree. And I think that, um, well, number one, it was, it was very special to have them on as our first guest. Um, but you know, we, we have such a big respect for, for our soldiers and, and their families and to kind of hear a little bit of the inside on their families, yeah. you know, it really, it really touches your yeah. heart. Yeah, it really does. So we hope you guys got to listen to it. If yeah. not, we would highly recommend going back yeah, and listening to their stories. Yeah. Um, and, and now we're on to the next, on to the next. Yeah. So, oh, we should probably give a little bit of a warning. Yes. In the event that you are listening around your children um, that you may not want them to hear. Yeah. Um, I mean, my kids know, um, your teenager knows, Yeah. but, um, it is going to be around sexual abuse. Yes. So if it is a topic that you do not want your children to hear about, this is your warning. Yes. Put your ear pods in or yeah. say ear pads, but that's not what they're called. Ear pods. <laughs> Or save it for a, for a time when they're not around. But yeah. it's a very important topic. Um, I think this is one of the big reasons why we decided to do this podcast when we yeah, when definitely. we when we said we were going to do it is because there's so many things that happen mm-hmm. in our life that happen all the time in other people's lives. Yeah, and they're topics that you don't necessarily want to talk about. Right. Or that, or that are kept quiet, um, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's that you're embarrassed or ashamed, Mm -hmm. or it's just ugly stuff and you don't want to necessarily talk about it. It's not like you're going to go sit at a barbecue and be like, oh yeah, I was, you know, molested. You know what I mean? Like you don't really talk like that. Something you put on your social media, you know, no, it's not in the bio. But there's stuff that's happened. Yeah. And it is so common. It's so common. And we want people to be aware. You know, I was rather young when it happened to me. And um, I think being younger, and I don't know, you know, you can tell me on your end. um, Being younger, I felt so different. Like I felt like I was alone, you know, like it didn't happen to anyone else, but it does. And, you know, I don't know if, you know, you were a little older than I was, Mm -hmm. if you felt the same way, but it is one of those things. It has a stigma to Mm -hmm. it. And I think it's not healthy. It is something that people should be able to speak about without feeling awkward and, I mean, if nothing else, at least hopefully if anyone listening has gone through it, they are able to know they're not alone. You know, I mean, even if it's something that happened years ago, you know, there are always scars. And even if you dealt with it, if you didn't deal with it, you know, you probably still have a little heartache over it. And 
um, just being able to know you're not alone and like you are strong. And it carries it. I mean, no matter what, whether, like you said, whether you dealt with it or not, mm -hmm. and it's happened either not that long ago yeah. or a very long time ago, I think that those, those types of, of incidences that what happens, what happens to you when you go through something like that, it comes out and surfaces forever. Yeah. Forever. There's yeah. little things, you know, whether it's, it, whether it's your approach on talking to your kids about, mm -hmm. about situations and about being careful or whatever, yeah. it's in the back of your mind. You're yeah. thinking, I mean, you're, it, and it comes up. And I know for me, I had a lot of situations, you know, in my even relationships where yeah. it was an issue. So, um, I think it, I think you're right. I think it always kind of is, is there. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to talk about it and kind of dig into it yes. a little bit. And I think that we'll probably have a lot to cover. So, yeah. So this will have to be multiple parts. Yeah. Um, obviously being that both of us have gone through, um, yeah. you know, the yeah. abuse, we both have our stories to tell. Um, so it's going to take some time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think the only reason why we're able to do it and talk about it is because we have been able to deal with it. Yes. We have, we've laid things to rest. Right. And we've learned to, it, we've learned to accept that that is a part of our story. Right. It's not, our story. It's not yes. just our story and it's not the only part of our story. It's not even the main part, but it right. is, it is a big part because it's, it's what took place in the very beginning. Yeah. And, and what, why we are the way we are yeah. Yeah. about things. Exactly. I agree. It, it definitely, I mean, it gives you a perspective that someone who hasn't gone through it doesn't have. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, like you said, the way you talk to your children about that type of stuff, yeah. um, your thoughts, you know, about, especially when you have kids, I think that it's probably something that maybe someone who didn't go through it, maybe that's not something that they think about a lot, mm -hmm. but someone who did, oh, I, yeah. I feel like I think about it often. Me too. You know, especially with, with, with yeah. girls, especially yeah. with the girls all the time. Yeah. You know, what's weird too, though, is that obviously when the girls were younger, I thought about it a lot. Um, but the boys, I still oh, yeah. think about it too. Yeah. And it's, it's weird to me because obviously I'm a, a girl that went through it and I feel like you hear more about it with girls. I don't think but guys it still share happens. that, but it does. It still and, happens to boys. And so, you know, obviously knowing that I still carry it into, you know, how I worry about the boys and how I talk to them about that kind of stuff, you know? And as disturbing as the topic is, because it is very disturbing. Yeah. It's a very disturbing yeah, a dis topic. Yeah. It's you a know? disgusting thing that someone can do that. Yeah. To someone. Yeah. It is, it is almost, I mean, it's, it's like for me, I think, is as disgusting and disturbing as it is to even have to have this conversation. I, I, I want to have this conversation because I don't want, there's a few things. I feel like I don't want us to, that part of us is not a, it's not a secret. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a secret. Yeah. Um, it's not a, uh, anything that I'm hiding or that I'm ashamed of or yeah. anything. And I know you're the same way, but there are also things that I feel like even if you haven't gone through them and if you are a parent or mm -hmm. you're going to be a parent, yeah, these are things that you maybe need to just think about in your mind because although we know it can happen, right. Hearing it, brings a little bit more light to the, to the situation yeah. and just being cautious with your children and yeah. situations and your, 
even family and friends and yeah, all of that. Unfortunately, typically, I mean, that's the majority of the abusers. Yes. You know, and so, and it's sad because you don't want to think right that way. But I mean, if it's going to happen, I mean, statistics show it's going to be someone close. Right. And I mean, we have our guards down around people who were close. To right. Them, you know, yep. so it is, it's something that light does need to be shed yeah. on. Um, it is something that needs to be, it needs to be talked about because I think that brings awareness that makes you yes. more kind of in tune and noticing these types of things, right. you know, like if I hadn't, if I hadn't gone through it, I wouldn't know all of the things I know about it. Right. It's probably not something I would have researched, right. you know, right. Um, but having been through it, it is something that I have like read up on and, and books yeah. and different things like that, yeah. you know? And so yeah. I do know these different things that maybe if I had it, I wouldn't. Um, and so as a parent, I feel like that's a strength because, and I'm not saying, I mean, unfortunately there are a lot of parents who've been abused and their children are abused as well. And yes. they don't, they don't know. I mean, well, there is a cycle. There's yeah. a cycle. It yeah. is. It's, it's very true. And so it's, you know, not saying like, oh, well, since I went through it, it won't happen to my kids because I'll be aware of it. I think we still need to be very, yes, I mean, vigilant and aware yes. of what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it's those, it does allow you to think of those little things, mm -hmm. you know, like, hmm, that's a little off, mm -hmm. you know, that maybe someone else might just kind of brush past. Right. They wouldn't think anything of it. Right. So... So for you, Ash, yes. how old were you? So I was, I believe I was five, about five to seven, five to six and a half, almost seven. Okay. So I was young. Yeah. Which I think for me, and I don't know, maybe it's just, the way, you know, I mean, your brain does a lot to protect you mm -hmm. from yourself, yeah. um, from your own thoughts, but, um, not that it's ever a good thing, but I think having gone through it at that age versus an older age, I do feel lucky about the timing that it took place because I don't remember a lot. There are a few very vivid memories that I have but I don't remember a whole lot about like what exactly he did. And I, I don't know if it's because that's something your brain sometimes does yeah. or if it's because I was so little, yeah. you know, and so much time has passed since then. But even, I mean, even when I was, you know, when I was like 20, I went back to therapy over it. Yeah. Um, and even at that time, you know, I mean, it had been 15 years, but at that time I still, I didn't know, like, I don't know exactly what abuse took place. Yeah. Like, I don't remember that. Well, you're right in a sense of like, you're so little, you're so young. And I think, I mean, even, even, even in my situation where I was uh, older, it was, you still like things get kind of lost right yeah. like little memory things yeah. um and you kind of wonder even as like your kids are getting older like when you look back and you think of what's your earliest memory i don't i don't know yeah you know, they're sporadic yeah. right i have like, sporadic I don't know if moments this one was here or this one <laughs> right yeah, yeah exactly um it's not like i remember from like beginning to end yeah, it's not a movie right <laughs> yeah but um at five it's so little it is very little yeah. I mean, and it's, it's sad because I mean, it's all bad, you know, but it's, I mean, not that it's ever okay, but especially, and maybe it's because I'm a parent, like that someone could do something to someone so little, like I know. they're so little. And I mean, it happens to kids younger i know like Ugh, even you see stuff I know. about babies and it's I just know. like 
how could you be that kind of person yeah. to do that? So, I mean, it is, it is young, um, but I almost feel like it kind of protects me a little more than someone like you. You have a lot more memories yeah. about like the actual acts. Yeah. Like I remember occasions and I remember where we were and things like that. I remember things that he said, but I don't remember it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I do feel a little more protected in that. Yeah. And both, uh, I mean, and, and, and this happens, I mean, both of our situations were with men. Yes. Which some are, I mean, right. Have it the, I mean, some are yeah. women that do it as well, yeah. you know? Um, but both of our situations were with men. Yes. And he was, uh, Close. So my uncle, um, they, we called him my cousin. He was my uncle's son, but I guess some people are aware that he's not biologically my uncle's son. Like my uncle raised him. I think my aunt may have cheated on him or something. I don't know yeah. exactly <laughs> why it happened, but, um, but yeah, hit my uncle's son. So, yeah, he was, you know, um, at the time that it all came out, actually, my uncle lived with us. Wow. Yeah. Did his son live there too? Um, no, his son lived with um, his mom. Like my uncle and aunt had split. And so he lived with his mom at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, and how old was he? when everything kind of started to happen? I want to say when everything came out, he was 14 or 14 or 15, maybe 14. So he was probably about 12 when it started. Wow. Yeah. So in my, my mind, I'm thinking, Okay, he's 12 years old, mm-hmm. and he's sexually abusing a five-year-old. Yeah. Do you know, or did you, do, do you know now, um, if he had been... He was. He was yeah. sexually abused mm-hmm. himself. He was. Yeah. Which, that, that's what I would see, like, a pattern of, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of times, abusers have been abused. Yeah. Which, to me, like... As someone who was abused, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that goes one way or the other. Like, as someone who's been abused, I can't imagine ever doing something like that to someone. Right. Well, one, that would be disgusting. Okay. Yes. But two, like, how could you ever do that to someone? Knowing, um, what, knowing, knowing what, you, what it did to you. Yeah. Um, and I like it's it is weird to me that you can do that, but a lot of times they are, you know, they were abused. And I don't know. I mean, 12 is young. I wasn't the first person he did it to. Um, I wasn't the last person he did it to. So it's like at 12, you know, I don't know when he started. So did he not recognize that he was hurting someone else? Maybe, you know, maybe he wasn't aware. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't trust him around people. I mean, after, so he, he would actually abuse me and my sister together. Um, and so after everything happened with us, um, obviously he knew it was not okay. So, I mean, if he didn't up until then, which I'm sure he did, if he didn't up until then, he knew at that point and he still went on to abuse. He actually abused one of my cousins And so it's like, you know, um, how long, how long did it, how long did he do that to you? How long? A year and a half to two years is about the time frame that it went on. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily I don't have a lot of memories from it though. So, you know. And I don't, you know, I don't, in that time frame, I don't know how often it had happened. I don't remember that kind of thing. Um, 
I feel like my sister has a much better memory about she's a, older. Yeah. She's, she's a little a bit older year and a half older than me. So yeah. she's a little bit older. And, um, yeah, I, I don't remember all of that, like how frequent it was. Um, but that's kind of one of those things where I say, like, I feel lucky that I was younger when it happened. Yeah. And what a terrible thing to feel lucky about. I know. Right? Isn't that That's so a horrible? terrible thing like, to feel lucky yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> I feel lucky about this. But, I mean, you know, if I'm going to have to go through it, I guess I, you know, yeah. I feel like I am. I don't have all of those visuals, you know? Yeah. So. When, um, how did, how did everything come out? Okay. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what we did, but my other cousin, not from that uncle, my other cousin, um, somehow my sister, I must have said something to where she found out. And she went to my mom. She went straight to my Good mom. Good for her. Um, I don't know if he was there at the time. You know, I'm like six and a half, seven. Right. Um, so when my mom found out, my mom just went like nuts. Lost it. So I don't know if he was there because I know she went and grabbed a bat. I don't know if she was go if he was there and she was going to attack him or if she was going to go somewhere and attack him. Yeah. She just like, she lost it, you know? Um, how old was your cousin that, that kind of brought it out to your mom? Like how old was your cousin older? Was, yeah. She was 16. I oh, think. good. Yeah. Okay. A little bit older. Um, I, you know, I mean, I that's smart in itself for children yeah. to, for children to like think about this, and I, I mean, I, I'm even thinking this in my head with my almost 16 year old mm-hmm. to listen and pick up on what kids are saying. Yeah, not necessarily. I'm not saying you need to come in and yell rape. You know what I mean? Right, like right. every time yeah. they're saying something, but if something seems off, yes, you need to make it stick in your head, and you need to you need to vocalize it because. Yes. Whether you, your sister or you said something that was blatantly like, oh shit, mm-hmm. there's stuff going on. Or if it was something that even just, it obviously triggered something in her right. mind. Right. So instead of making sure that, you know, instead of having a, she could have not said anything. Yeah. But yeah. it obviously for her stuck out in her head. And the first thing she did was go tell your mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's something that in itself right there, I need to make sure that I'm doing the job with my daughter and making sure she's at least aware of what other kids are saying. If, mm-hmm. if and it, Because things do happen. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's a shitty situation, but people are shitty. Right. And, uh, yeah. and this kind of stuff really happens. So you need to be vigil as an adult, but also even teaching our children to be vigil, not just for themselves, but for others around them too. So that just made me really think about that right now. Yeah. That's a great point because I like thinking now, I don't think that I've ever mentioned, like asked my boys or said anything about like, well, you know, has anyone ever like any of their friends, you know, um, because stuff could be going on with their friends right. and you know, they might hear something, but they don't think anything of it. Of course right. I've talked to them about it. Right. You talk to them about making sure no one comes at you. No one's touching you. No one's being inappropriate with you. And yeah, you know, which also a few years, well, probably not a few years back, actually, I want to say I was probably a teenager or so. Um, I had, I was having a conversation with my mom and, we were driving and I said something about, you know, about like adults asking kids um, and, you know, having that kind of talk with them. And my mom said, I did that all the time with you guys. I would ask you guys questions and talk to you about it all the time. She said, at times you would sometimes get mad. I know mom. Right. When it was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, Wow, I don't remember those things. Yeah. But 
you know, like, even though my mom's having the conversations with us and, you know, telling us, you know, it's not okay for anyone to touch you. And, you know, if someone touches you, you, you know, tell me or your dad, you know, you have to tell someone. And I don't know, maybe at that age, I thought my mom was telling us too much. And, um, with, so the reason when I said we told like something must've been said in front of our other cousin, um, is because he actually threatened to kill our parents. Like he told us he would suffocate our parents if we told them. So obviously he knew it was wrong, right? Obviously he did. So, um, you know, as a six year old, I'm not going to say anything to my mom when she's telling me stuff like that, because as a six year old, I think he can kill my parents, you know, now, obviously I'm like, okay, he wasn't going to kill my parents, but you know, he's, he would tell us that he would threaten us with that. Um, and so it's one of those things, you know, you try to talk to your kids and try to give them all this information. And maybe I was tired of my mom saying that stuff because I knew I couldn't tell her, you know, because I didn't want anything to happen to her. Um, but it's just, I don't remember that part of it, the fact that she would talk to us about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but she did, but it's, that's a good point, you know, that for other kids to be aware of stuff so that they can, you know, if you pick up on something, right. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, what a sick little kid he was. Yeah. I mean, really fucked up, Yeah, really fucked up in the head. Yeah. Um, when your mom found out and she went to go get her bat. Um, my dad had to hold her back <laughs> and calm her down and say, like, no, we just need to call the cops. So um, we called the cops and they came and they took, you know, statements and reports. And then uh, my sister and I had to go to the hospital and... Um, at the time, I didn't know they were doing a rape kit on us. Um, my sister and I talked about it. They just, and this is something that I'll always remember. They had us, you know, get on the hospital bed. My sister and I must have been in separate rooms, I'm assuming, um, because I don't remember my sister being, you know, in that same area with me. But um, they tell you to sit like a frog. And Mm. then they swab you. Mm. Um, I didn't know what they were doing. I just knew they were checking me. Um, But they did that. And they gave us these little bears. Um, Mm. Like I had that bear for so long. Um, Just those weird things that, you know, like those are things that I remember um, about it. Um, So that was like the day that it, that it came out, that's how it was. My cousin had told my mom, my mom kind of like, you know, flipped out for a bit. And then they came and took the reports. My sister and I went down to the hospital. Um, and then kind of like the, um, I guess legal process started at that time. Did your parents, uh, uh, press charges? They did. So, we're um, getting close on time. I Do know. we want to break and then get into it or. Yeah. Should I just try? Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's finish this. Let's. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they did press charges. Um, one of the things that I held on to for a while, like something that angered me for so long was that not when I was young, but after I found out was Um, so the DA pressed charges, but he, they settled for him only admitting to my sister because my sister was older. So his sentence wouldn't be as bad. So because I was younger, if he had admitted to me, then his sentence would have been worse. Hmm. And so he didn't. So like, once I got older and knew about that, I felt like, Almost like I like there wasn't any justice for what he did. Absolutely, for me, yeah. You know, right? Like, and right. His, I mean, even his punishment for my sister was like nothing. It's ridiculous. 
Um, I think he had to go to like therapy. He had to go to therapy. That's what after they, two years. That's of, what they felt was sufficient. When we come back, I want to finish talking about that and um, that beautiful justice system we have yeah. that did that. Um, and uh, I want to talk about um, all of it. There's still a lot. Yeah. Still a lot. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Yes. Um, kind of had to cut you off a little early, but I want to finish on that because I think it's really important as we're talking about charges being pressed mm -hmm. and what that does. Because in all honesty, I feel like it is a huge irritation of mine Yeah. with with our justice system that right. so many yeah. get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. And I, and, and maybe it's that they feel like there's just too fucking many and they'd be full in, of our jails. Our jails would be fucking full of them yeah. that we can't and they have to, I don't know, but it's disgusting yeah. and it's not okay. And they consistently get let, let off easy. Right. And the only thing that happens is they do it to someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Just like I said, you know, after he did it to me and my sister, he did it to a different cousin. She was younger than us and he did it to her. They didn't press charges. Um, my aunt and uncle didn't press charges or anything. Do you know why? No, it wasn't. It wasn't much later that I had found out about it. Um, I feel like maybe I was 10, 11 or so when I found out about him doing it to her. And um, so, I mean, I didn't ask why they didn't or anything like that, but, and I mean, unfortunately a lot of times it does go unreported. Yes. Which yes. is horrible because it does just happen to someone else. Right. You know, like right. I'm I mean, obviously I can't say I for like, I am a hundred percent sure that he did it to someone after my other cousin. I can't say that, but statistics probably, show, yes, he probably did. Yes. Um, and yeah, he just, he just had to do therapy and I mean, I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, maybe I'm going to sound bad, but I think somebody who has a like repeated offense like that, I don't think they're going to change. No, no, you no, know? no. So no, I mean, you can put them in all the therapy you want, but someone who's not going to change, it's not going to make a difference in child molesters and sex offenders and, uh, and, and people who sexually abuse anyone, but mm -hmm. especially children, I, I honestly, I, I don't think that there's any, any recovering from that. No, you're fucked you're up in the head. In the you're head fucked up in and, the head. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah, it's like to me, something like that is like, okay, I have anxiety. I have a chemical imbalance. I have anxiety. That's something that's in there that I can't change. I can take medication to make it less mm -hmm. impactful to my life, mm -hmm. but it's not going away. My like, yeah, it's going to be there, you know? Yeah. And same thing. Like, I think like alcoholics and drug addicts, yeah, they're addicts. And even if they are sober, they still are fighting that every day. Right. You know, and that is something that is different. I do think you can change that type of behavior. Yes. But yes. I think that's an illness. I don't think it's something 
I don't think it's, it's in your head, right? right? Like that's not something where you've got something in your brain that's messed up like that. Um, I don't know what causes addiction, but, um, for abusers, I think that it's there and it's going to be there. And I don't think they change. Do you, um, do you know, was he, I don't know now, but, um, did he, or does he have to register as a sex offender? I don't think so. I will check right now, but I, I know for what he, like with me and my sister, no, he didn't have to. Um, is that because he was under 18? Probably. And I mean, I mean, when did Megan's law even come out? Yeah. You know, it's not. Well, I don't know. They had to register back then too. It just yeah. Wasn't. Because maybe it just wasn't like public knowledge. Like it is maybe. now. Maybe. No, I don't know. I, I feel like I was able to pull up that information pretty soon after it happened to me. Really? Yeah. But I, I feel like it was, but I could be wrong. And um, maybe, I mean, it was obviously early nineties when yeah. um, it happened to me. Um, I don't know. I'm yeah. sure there's something they had to do, right? Like it's not just something that. Yeah, maybe you, back then they they didn't have to do anything. But I would assume since he was underage that none of that is is listed. So so you had um, so this was basically a family member. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are all family, you know, yeah. blood or not, whatever. Um. Do you still have a relationship with your uncle? Does he have a relationship with your uncle? Because this wasn't really his his son, but it was his son. Yeah. So my uncle how passed did, away. Mm. So um, how did that go? At, like, it was. This is one thing that is really tough for me. It's something that I think about often, actually. Um, probably about. Four years, five years after all of this, you know, obviously for family events, if he was going to be there, we were not going to be there. My dad and my uncle are twins. And Mm -hmm. so they were always together still, right? Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't anything. It didn't affect that relationship. However, there was my grandma um, and grandpa who lived in Washington, my dad's parents, Um, they came down and we all got together and we were told that, um, my uncle's kid wasn't going to be there while he was. So we left, like my dad got so angry. My grandma had given us gifts and my dad like threw him out of the car. He was so mad. We started driving like down the hill. It was up the hill start driving down the hill and my uncle comes flying down and I think my uncle was drinking. Um, not uncommon for my dad and my (laughs) uncle. Um, but they end up like, we end up pulling over my dad and my uncle start fighting like fist fight in the middle of the road. Like so crazy. My dad was so angry. We had like a station wagon and he slammed the, the trunk part my brother was back there because he was going to sit in the seat that's back there and hit my, he gave my brother a concussion. <gasps> yeah. Oh, which no. we obviously find out later. Okay. Oh, got a concussion from it. But, um, but I, it must've been before we left. My uncle said something to the effect of, um, it was their fault too. So uh, well, that, I, I probably would. Yeah. yeah. I would have, I would have been going fist down too if I was. Your dad. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, I was so angry with my uncle. Yeah. Um, I just, I couldn't talk to him. Like, yeah, I wouldn't talk to him. I would like give him the cold shoulder all the time. And like it had been a couple years since that had been said. He had apologized for it. He was drinking. He said he didn't, he knew what that's not 
the case and he was Which, sorry. Did your whole family know everything? Did everyone kind of know everything that had happened? Because if you guys are still partaking in different, you know what I mean? Like you're mm -hmm. uh, like, there's still family involvement. It's not like a stranger where you just don't right. even have to see him for, for the right. forever. Yeah. You know, he's a, and he's a kid of, uh, of an uncle. So, right. so at some point the family's going to get together. And at this point they kind of, I guess I'm assuming most of them knew. I'm assuming that my aunts knew, like we went to my aunt's house my grandma knew for sure because um, my brother, my oldest brother, was around when he would do that to me and my sister. He was there on a couple of occasions. Like, he didn't do anything, but he did witness it. And so CPS said he can't live with them. So for a few years, my brother had to move away, and he went and lived with my grandma. So my grandma for sure knew because my brother went up there. Um, and I'm assuming my aunts knew. Um, it wasn't a very hush-hush thing. So which I'm is good. They knew. Which is good that everybody was aware and everybody knew so that everybody could also hopefully be cautious with yeah. him when he was around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, when it came to my uncle, after he had said that I was so angry at him. And then a few years later, he ended up dying in a car accident mm -hmm. and I just felt so much guilt about like, did he, did he know that I still loved him? Like, mm -hmm. I just felt like it was so by that point, I was 14 when my uncle passed away. And I felt like it was so petty that I would give him the cold shoulder and like not want to talk to him and stuff like that. You know, I know I was a kid and I know that my feelings were hurt. But but, but those were also harsh words. Yeah, I know. But once he passed away, it was like that didn't matter. Mm. Like that wasn't it wasn't something that I should have been holding against him for so long. Like I should have forgiven him over it. You know, it is, that is an ugly thing to say. A victim should never feel that something was their fault. Um, but I just feel like it was a mistake and he didn't mean it. And I held it against him. And I like, I didn't forgive him before he died. And that, like, that's something that I think about a lot. My mom always says, Ashley, your uncle Ron knew you loved him. He knew it. And I'm like, but like, did he? I don't know. He was like, he was my uncle that was around all the time. You know, yeah. when I was growing up, like my dad and him were so close. So it was like, I don't know, just after I lost him, I just felt like it was, it wasn't something that I should have lost those years with him for. Yeah. But you were a kid. I know. I know. And you know what? I'm sure your mom is right. I'm sure he knew. And I'm sure that, you know, more than that, I'm sure it's, he's in, he was in a hard spot too. But yeah. that's his kid. Yeah. I don't know how you deal with that as a parent, no. you know, no. as a Gosh. parent in the middle of that. Right. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because, you know, like we said, it is typically family, um, you know, yeah. that's being abused. And so now you have your child who's abused a family member. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure my uncle felt a tremendous amount of guilt, you know, sure. that his, yeah. it wasn't like, um, you know, my uncle was never like, he didn't do that. It was never right. anything like that. Right. You know? So right. it wasn't something where he was in denial. Um, so I'm sure he felt it makes you, it makes you wonder though, too. I mean, what the hell happened to him? To, um, my cousin. Yeah. Do you know what happened to him? No, no. Like what the hell mom, she might know what the hell happened to him to get him that fucked up at yeah. 12. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, I know that 
um, after. So I don't know how this is everywhere, but um, in California, there's a program, it's called Victim's Witness. So we actually, um, we did a lot of therapy. We had a family group therapy session once a week or once every two weeks, I think. Um, We had like my sister and I had our individual sessions and then my sister and I had a group session with other um, abused girls. Mm. So we had a lot of therapy. That was all um, something that through the state fund, the victim's witness um, that we were able to get. When I went back to therapy, when I was about 20, um, I was able to call them and let them know. And they covered my therapy again. Um, Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Because they have records of the case. Yeah. You know? Um, I didn't know that they had that. Yeah. So it's like, um, I think I might only have a couple sessions left under the funds. Yeah. But I mean, it covered a long time. Um, One thing about therapy I remember is, we would have to leave school early um, often for it. And I always felt like the other kids were going to know why we were leaving. Mm-hmm. My sister and I were in the same class. Mm-hmm. We went to Lone Star, very small. You have yeah. one class per grade. Yeah. So all of the second graders were in one class and me and my sister were leaving like every two weeks. Um, and I always felt like they were going to know. Yeah. I felt so like self-conscious and just, I remember feeling like, why we're leaving, you know, and at that age, um, well, I mean, you could probably, you probably, it feels very ugly. It feels like something no one else goes through. You feel like because, and that's because nobody talks about it. Yeah. People don't talk about it. And so when you're abused, you think that you're alone and you think it's like, you're, you're you're tarnished. Yes. Yes. Like you're gross because that happened to you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's such a horrible thing about sexual abuse. I think that one of the hardest things for me is that sexual abuse is obviously it is a, um, it's physical and there's things that when you, that, that happen to you that you physic that you take into your life later that yeah. you need, that you need help with and stuff. But m- the most traumatic is the mental yeah. part of it. Yeah. It's what, Absolutely. it's the shit in your head. Yes. Because you know? that stuff with like when I was 20, why did I have to go back to therapy for something that happened to me when I was five to seven years old? Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, and, and, and we'll have to get into this even later down the road, but it's almost, it's, it's almost like, um, like when you're talking about any type of abuse, like domestic abuse, Mm -hmm. right? A bruise is going to heal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're going to, the physical part, it sucks. It's terrible. It should never happen. It's awful, but it, it heals your, your, the physical part will heal, but it's the mental stuff. Yeah. It's the stuff that sticks with you forever in your head that you have to overcome because Mm -hmm. some sicko was telling you things in your head and making you feel a certain way. And then it carries with you in your mind. Yeah. And then you become an adult or you become a whatever and it stays there. You have to constantly overcome that. Yes. You know, yes, it is. It is something that you do have to overcome. It's something that's always going to be there, you know, here and there things pop up and, you know, I remember it or, you know, like memories come just out of nowhere. Sometimes memories come and it's not anything that scares me or makes me sad. When I was 20 though, it scared me. I don't know what was going on, but I was like, I started just bawling one night and Jason was like, what is wrong? And I was just, I didn't know how to explain it. Like, I don't know, just all of a sudden, the fear, the anxiety, just all of a sudden, I just felt 
scared of it. And I, I don't know why. Had you already had, you hadn't had Hayden Mm-mm. yet? No, no. Jason kids. and I were, I mean, not even dating for a year. Um, but yeah. Did you feel, so how long did you stay in therapy afterwards as a kid? I don't remember. I feel like it was a while though. Like did you graduated. Ever, okay. Did you feel like through your teenage years you I were okay? Like I struggled with it at no. all. No, not at all. Like, um, like I didn't have any issues with like boyfriends or like physical touch or, you know, not that I should have been doing anything sexual <laughs> at that age. I, I didn't have any. Go back to episode yeah. what, know, six oh of the podcast gosh. or something. Yeah. But I didn't, it didn't affect any of that stuff. It wasn't something that really, I, I do feel like that I healed with, yeah. with therapy and stuff. I, I do feel like that healed me, that I wasn't broken. Obviously not something that I went around sharing. Right. Um, I, I honestly think that when I told you and Molly that it had happened to me, that no, no, Jen knew. Um, but like there were probably, you guys were probably only like the fourth and fifth people that I told outside Side of family. Of, yeah. You know, it, it's not something that you share a lot, Yeah, you know? Um, but at, obviously at that age, you realize it is common. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, we were having a conversation at work the other day. Um, one of my coworkers sat on a jury for a sexual abuse case. And so we were talking about it afterwards. Um, it's a male coworker. He was the one on the jury and then me and two other female coworkers, um, you know, and he was talking about the abuse that the dad would do to the daughter, you know, disgusting. Yeah. I mean, and she was little when he was doing it. it sick. Um, but it's, you know, they were talking about, I said, you know, how, how was it? It took him a long time to get the jury. And he said, you know, a lot of people, he was like, there were a few people that just like, they broke down and said, you know, they had been molested. And he was like, you know, I just, I don't know how, like he says, like, you know, I don't know anyone who's gone through that. Obviously I didn't say like, well, I was molested, you know, I'm like, yeah. you know, we're at work and, um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, but I'm while you bite my, into your sandwich. Yeah. yeah you, and I'm thinking in my head, that. aside from me, I guarantee you there's other people he knows. Yeah. There's absolutely. A good percentage of people he yeah. knows that have been molested yeah. or raped or, you know, whatever sexual assault was right. done. It's just not something we don't wear a letter A on our dress. No, we don't. You know, it's just, no. it's not something that. We, we just have internal scarring from it. Yeah. <laughs> all of our marks are inside. Um, but it's like, it's not something that we share. I wish society would. I yeah. wish that it is a bigger problem than people realize. It's huge. It is. I mean, and this is obviously different than than just sexual abuse, but like human trafficking, everything involved with yes. those types of ugly things. Yes. It's massive. Yeah. And it's just not something that's talked about. It's something that needs so much more light shed on it. Yeah. Um, but nobody does. It's hush hush. And, you know, I mean, there are people that you'll hear their stories, you know, but it's like one in what, how many people that share it? And it needs to be out there more. I agree. I agree. And I think, like I said, that was one of the, yeah, that was one of the main reasons when we said we were going to do this, it was, it was to talk about this because not that we wanted our podcast just to be about sexual right. abuse because I mean obviously we started with a we lot started of with the yeah and we started we'll with, continue and with other absolutely stuff. but it is a huge it is a huge issue and it is it's something that 
like you said, nobody talks about and 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 like most most of any kind of abused people. Yeah, like I mean, you don't want to Yeah, domestic violence, like, oh, emotional yeah. abuse, uh, substance abuse, whatever. Yeah, nobody really wants to always talk about yeah. those things. Abuse is ugly. It is ugly, regardless of the type. But we have lived through that and know that. It is, it, it is so common. It's right. disgusting how common it is. Yeah. It's disgusting how many people get away with it. Yes. And it's disgusting how close to home it really is. Right. Like close to home. Yeah. I mean. A lot of people just don't know yeah. how close to home it yeah. is. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. And, and that's okay if you don't. But I think that. I think that it, that has a heal that has to do with a lot of healing too. Yeah. I think for that, sure. I, think I that, couldn't be I couldn't have conversations about it like this if I weren't healed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, because it's it's too difficult to talk about um all of the I mean all of the scars. Yeah. You know? All of those scars that you have, and I mean, if it's not if it's not healed, then it's still a wound. You yeah, know? you can't. It's not easy to discuss open wounds, right? You know, it's easy to discuss scars, right? It's not easy to discuss open wounds. I mean, you can do it, but it's very hard. Yeah, it's important. I mean, maybe you don't want to share the story with everyone, but if you've been abused. Even if it's been time, but you've not dealt with it. Yeah. If you have not dealt with it, I encourage therapy. Like, I mean, just do it. Yeah. If you, if you go to a therapist and you don't feel like they're, they're helping you go to someone else, yep. find someone that makes you feel comfortable. Yep. yep. And just, just talk to them. I mean, that's really all that I think it is, is that you're talking to them. Yeah. You're, you're putting it out there. You need to get it out of you. Need you need to get it. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. Because keeping it in you is, I mean, you're not a bottle. You got to let it go. Mm -hmm. So. And look at you even learned that you, what you thought you let go. Yeah. There was still more in there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, down the road, it could be also, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, I don't think that, oh, it's never going to affect me again. I definitely know stuff can come up later. Right. Maybe I remember something that I didn't. And then maybe I have to deal with that. You know, do you feel where you are today with it versus where you were at 19? We'll say 19 because mm -hmm. we'll say before it really started to become an issue again for you. Do you feel like you can see the difference yes. in your healing? Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, with I'm so much stronger. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of times as victims we think um that like we're damaged goods. We're tarnished. Like there's something wrong with us. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I think that I think I would not be as strong of a person as I am without it, mm -hmm. because I think you learn. I think one, you really learn your worth. Mm -hmm. um, I think you learn your strengths. You learn how to overcome your weaknesses. I think that there's so much growth. In it, I think you learn to be, I mean, because like you said, you have to fight, like you have to fight past it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to fight past it. You become a fighter. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean. And you become a survivor of it. Right. And we're not victims. Right. Exactly. I'm not a victim. No. I've been, a, I've been abused I've been and abused. they will call me the and victim. I will, and, I, and I was a victim when it happened to me yeah. because you were an innocent person Yes, and you did nothing wrong and someone took advantage of you in the situation yes. and they, they didn't, they hurt you. Right. But we are no longer victims. No, we're survivors. Yeah. Exactly. And 
I think you have to let go of the power that that person has over you. You've got to know they have no power over you. Yeah. They have no power. You have all the power and that's how you're a survivor. Yep. And the situation has no power over you because it doesn't define you. No, no, not at all. We are still so many things. Yeah. I mean, including, I like being a including we're running out of time. We're still <laughs> running out of time. Yes, perfect. Well, next week we'll come back and we'll get into P's situation. Yeah. Hear about her side um, and all of that stuff. So make sure you tune in next week because there will be a lot of stuff that you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so Thanks, much. guys. Thanks for swapping with us. Thanks for being survivors with us. Yes. <laughs> Segment music by Callie Grace. For more of Callie Grace's hits, follow Callie Grace on iTunes and Spotify today.